0: What's your name? Zoom. Zoom. Zoom right, so with a shot. Rebound. Scores. She hits home. And he scores! No! Huffenmeyer! 12-4. Stuttsla. Ty Bellimer! On, there is nothing man. surprising about Connor Bedard doing this. Maybe the track has tied the game! There
1: How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Zoobcast, episode 54, or ha- as Louie has just put it, uh, episode 4 of the new Josh era. Um, Josh, sure. w- w- what do you think? 50 straight for you? Are you going to go 50 straight?
0: As much as I can, man. Maybe well, that doesn't sound 48 out of 50. 48 <laughs> out of 50 is like my uh, so you're optimistic two? goal.
1: Yeah. we're we'll Unforeseen miss-
0: circumstances at some point. What Let's do you think see, is okay. the longest stretch you'll get?
1: <laughs> like in a row.
0: Yeah. Um well at least sixteen.
1: Wow. Because if it's forty
0: eight out of fifty, I kind of have to be there for sixteen. So you're
1: you're a quarter yeah. of the way there right now. Yeah. That's that's my communications math coming in pretty clutch. But anyway, we'll move <laughs> communications on. Communications math um, still. The uh the senators are playing hockey still. And as much as it was complete doom and gloom agony about a week ago. Um, we're, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic in saying we might be past this. Uh, the Sens have collected points in three of four. They got two wins in there. They, uh, they won last night against the Sabres. We got, we saw Craig Anderson play, which was fun because he didn't start. Thanks. Thanks to Ross domain. <laughs> yeah. yeah Did you see that play that was crazy eh <laughs> people like i saw a couple of buffalo guys on twitter trying to blame joseph for that i'm like what are you watching look at look at the play he's not even skating at the goalie he was skating so far out yeah. of the crease very strange and Delian,
0: like he literally dropped the shoulder into him
1: to push him downwards yeah. into oh, the yeah. goalie. like and no then you dudes. know what he knew too because after he didn't go after joseph yeah. he went right to his goalie <laughs> yeah. it was like he was like you're right man like my bad um but yeah the, the sends be the sabers 4-1 Um, they lost to the Islanders, uh, they beat the Flyers and they got a point against the Devils. So I think that's kind of the four game stretch that we're looking at. Louie, would you say that this is a, are you, after seeing this four game stretch, are you optimistic for a, a change of fate in the Senator's standings here?
2: I mean, I guess I like the results are nice that they're finally coming in. Um, even before that, the the whole story was they're playing so well they're just not getting it. So starting to get some of the points actually trickle in now is nice. Um, I'm at the point where listen, my expectations have never really been playoffs this year, so I'll absolutely take results just for morale and stuff. And it's it's great to see them win. And who knows, maybe there's a nice push. I think we all saw the graphic last game that was like, in order for the sense to hit the playoff threshold of last year, which was 100 points, they need to go like 41, 18, and one. Or something an absolutely eight. ludicrous. you want oh, yeah. to Like a,
1: a ridiculous record. Yeah, we will do
2: easily. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, listen, the threshold I doubt will be a hundred points again. That's not happening. No,
0: everyone. That's the thing. Like nobody other than Boston really is like standing out, right? Like yeah. if you look at the standings, and yeah, the East looks way better than the West. I'm just pulling that up right now, but like, a lot of teams are sitting there, like right near a playoff spot, with more losses if you count OT losses. Like the yeah. the final wildcard spot is the Rangers who have eight wins and nine losses. But because they're eight, six, and three, they're in a playoff spot. So yeah. like it like we're we're looking way too far ahead here, but the Stuns have a game in hand on the Rangers. You win that with four points back out of a out of wildcard too. Like it's not like it's like out of reach. And there's a couple winnable games coming up. Yeah, they play the Devils and the they play the do they play the Golden Knights again? Yep. Yes. Yeah, but they also get to play Anaheim, who does not have a regulation win yet. They play The Kings have been okay, and then they play San Jose.
1: So, no offense, like, but if the Sens are playing a team that does not have a regulation win yet, <laughs> I'm going to assume that is a Senators loss, and I think that's how you have to look true. at that.
0: But then you got to win the Vegas team. Like, it's going to even happen yeah. somehow. <laughs> yeah, but
1: true.
0: no, but if they can go, like, let's just say they went 3-1-1 and in their next five. All of a sudden, you're probably two or three points out, and you're bad start. You're back at 500. It's not ideal, but if you're playing well in your 500, then you know that you can improve on that especially when Shabbat and Zo come back. Like, they, they played two. They were okay yesterday. They were much better uh, on Monday. But, like, they're doing that without their entire top pair. And, obviously, Norris, but that's more long-term. But you push all the pairs down, and then you have your top pair back. Like, that's going to be huge for them on the West Coast yeah. trip.
1: It's, it's funny. I think they're, like, what? They've got a, a few wins now with no Shabbat, no zoo <laughs> It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, they, they're, they're winning without their two best D, uh, which I think is well, a good thing. But...
0: Yeah, I mean, the stat split is is still improving. It's zero and seven with Zaitsev, six two and one without him. So
1: it's, it's like yeah. At, at a certain
0: point, you're gonna realize it's not a coincidence. I know a lot of people no. have understand that, but some people are still like, oh, it's just a coincidence. No, it, it, you're gonna it, as the gap widens, it, like everyone will be cluing into it.
1: One thing that that has emerged from this no shabbat, no zoob era is Jake Sanderson is freaking sick at hockey. That guy was gross yesterday against Buffalo. He played like 25 minutes. He was playing Shabbat minutes. Two uh, he assists, tw- five blocks. Yeah, two assists. He had like five blocks. He was both like primaries, main- right? I think. Yeah, for both primaries. Yeah. Um it's been fun to watch him uh so far this season grow into something, especially with Travis on his <laughs> with by his side <laughs> who is absolutely
2: um, tanking his expected goals against per 60 numbers <laughs> right now like that's when i look when i look at uh sanderson's stats right now he's pretty pretty much doing well everywhere i expect him to he's got a high volume of passes he's generating a lot of offense uh getting a lot of retrievals in the d zone leading to breakouts and then entries and then when it comes to defending the rush he's stopping opposition from gaining it and then getting chances even after that if they do Plus, he's like his penalty differential is actually one of the best among defensemen in the league. Uh, the one weakness is the spectacles goals against, so the suppression numbers, and that could very well be because he's, you know, paired with Hammonick. who's been having some Zaitsev level uh, shifts out there recently, which has not been ideal. So hopefully, and the thing is, we know how smart Sanderson is defensively. Like those numbers are going to come back up, especially if he doesn't get strapped with with as a bunch. So. I.
0: I've started to realize lately like it seems like when Sanderson and Hemnick are out there Sa- Sanderson may have the hinge to Hemnick down to his right and he just goes up the boards like he kind of like almost refuses to pass to his right because he really? just understands that it means like he Hemnick has just become he he's handling the puck like a ticking time bomb right inside his own blue line he can have the time, all the time in the world, and he'll just bobble it and bobble it. He'll fan on the pass and keep it in for an odd man rush. Like I don't know what it is, but he started really well, like three, four games, whatever. But yeah, since then, yeah, it's literally been like if you if you just threw on the if you put Zaitsev out there with twenty three on, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference.
1: He's also point. he's developing this tendency. Sorry, Louis. He's developing this tendency of every time he gets the puck in the offensive zone, he will shoot. And it does oh, not matter God. who is in front of the net. It does not matter what the options are. It does not matter what the game scenario seems to be at that particular moment. If Travis Hammonick gets the puck in the offensive zone, he's going to just shoot. And then that From is as just far how out it's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no matter how much space
2: there is in front of him yeah. to like step into it. The thing yeah. is, he's got like, his shot is not bad, but it's enough to, to have him validate for himself. Okay, I'm just wiring it every chance I get. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, which is not at all the play. Um, no. but before we move on from sanderson i will also say he is he's doing all this while being 99th percentile in the league in terms of quality of competition so he is facing some insanely tough matchups and he's doing all this which is
1: incredible so what we're saying sans fans is our team is f-ing awesome blur i'll oh, bleep that out sorry children's kids show kids show um we're really I'm gonna good. have
2: to start ticking the this yeah. show's explicit box on our yeah website. you're right
1: this is why we're dropping in the charts in denmark a eh? i'm swearing too much <laughs>
2: you haven't gotten a listen it's many months there we used uh, to be like okay. top 20 ho- hockey apple podcast top 50 yeah. yeah
1: yeah top if we were up there man we were doing well we, we've lost our <laughs> danish viewer if you please if you have denmark friends we need to get back in that country's good books we love denmark um but uh but we will move on actually you know what you did one thing that I'll talk about before this next thing on our planner here is uh, you mentioned penalties when you talk about Sanderson's penalty differential. Oh my God, what the hell? They took four <laughs> high-sticking penalties yesterday. I've never seen that. I was watching with my buddies and and um, we're watching the game and they're like, is that another high-sticking? Four, four high-sticking penalties, one double minor in the same game. And you know what? Like People are blaming the refs. I dis- I vehemently disagree with that. I think the Sens are playing so undisciplined this year. Really, like the whole the whole year. Even if, you remember the Tampa game when everyone was pissed because of all those penalties. Every single one yep. of those penalties, except maybe one or maybe two, were completely deserved. And they have been playing so undisciplined this whole year. You can't be blaming the refs every time. Smarten up. Uh, I think the so- issue,
0: not the issue, but the reason people get upset is when they're already taking a lot of actual penalties when the non-penalties get called as penalties it's so infuriating which is going to happen like refs are going to make mistakes whatever but it's just like when you're already going to the box five times for legit things a sixth and a seventh on top of that just feels so
1: upsetting well the best way to combat that is to not go to the box i know i know but i'm saying
0: you're you're talking about people complaining with the refs like on twitter i mean that's not how the sends are that's not Twitter's fault for the sense of being undisciplined. That's just, I think that's why people are frustrated. Sure. Is because they're already undisciplined. I agree. And a lot of that, if we're being honest, a lot of it is the fourth line. Like those guys will like sometimes just take silly penalties. And like, I know,
1: you're you're talking about the uh, Austin Watson scored a goal last night. Fourth line. So watch your mind. Dylan
0: Gambrell is the best fourth liner. Line. I would say according to DJ, after every, before every single
2: like post game speech, Gambrell line out there. Great yeah. job.
1: <laughs> that was so funny. The, that is, peak senators is dj smith it's with DJ no smith, yeah. voice he's been he's like hung over he smoked 10 packs today he's got nothing left and he's like bro good job like that's what you're belting out right now in front of your team like and you could you could say any positive thing with the little voice that you have left and this guy's going gambrel's one line, thing i shot.
2: will say is that gambrel has not been as like been really good. a problem this year at all like, so, i would keep him it was, in. It if comes yeah. back
0: in it would be for kelly or watson
1: yes yeah i agree, um, I agree.
0: My favorite part was that after they scored, there was a commercial break, I think, and the sense had an offensive zone draw. And I guess DJ was like, Yeah, he scored. We're going to give you the ozone draw over the first and second, (laughs) or even third lines. And like, it's just like, Uh, Yeah, like after a commercial break.
1: Yeah, like everyone's rested.
0: Yeah. You can put literally the the Kachuk line, which has been outstanding offensively. I love that line so much. I was looking, I'm on natural static right now. If you're going by expected goals four per 60 in the entire league, uh, Kachuk is third in the entire league and Giroud is sixth. So that line is this, is, sorry, this all is on out ice offense. or individual? On nice. Expected okay. goals. Not, not like individual Okay, expected yeah. goals. No, no, no. Just like total expected goals while they're on the ice per 60. Kachuk yes. is over four and Giroud is at 3.98. So they're around four. Jesus. Their defense isn't, like, as good as some of the other guys up here. Like, Tatar's down at 1.71 expected goals against. Brady's at 2, 7, 2.75. But that's still 60%. Giroud's still at 56%. Um, Stutzla's expected goals against is lower. Like, he's just slightly lower event player. But he's at 58% expected goals. That line together is at about 70 altogether. Like, that is been that's an ridiculous. incredibly dominant line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, that's over, is- like... It's not a full season sample, obviously. They've only been doing this line mm-hmm. for six, seven games. But when they're together, even against good teams and against top lines, they're absolutely dominating.
2: Yeah, like Kachuk and Giroud, this year anyway, and past years, too. maybe just not to the same level. They're two of the best players in the offensive zone in the league. And then you you tack on uh, Stutzler's transition ability to get them there in the first place and the fact that he's he's been fairly solid defensively over the last couple of years too that that line's just meshing so incredibly well and even when like Norris comes back and everything that's still the first line that I would go for
0: yeah the the thing that's good is they balance like the transition offense with actually keeping possession yeah like exactly. it's not like they're getting a chance on the rush and then oh rebound goes right back to the other team and go up it's like if they get a chance on the rush, there's A, they're scoring a lot on the rush. B, if they don't, Brady is there behind the net to grab that rebound or that missed shot, and been an that puck is staying in for two or three more. Yeah, like, he's just... There was a shift yesterday against uh, Darlene where he just looked like he had him completely pinned. And Kachuk just, like, pushed him back a little and just, like, insane power move. Just made it look like there was just, like, a little kid on his back and he was trying to get rid of him. like Like, he was, like... At one of those camps where he's the counselor and just playing around with the children. Like, that's just how strong he looks behind the net this season. I swear. Yeah,
1: or Buffalo, eh? They have such a good start. Now they're they're buffaloing again. It's, it's the same. Buffalo they're used to this. Cycle. Yeah. This is four
0: it's like years the in the opposite a row of the sense. <laughs> yeah. We start insanely bad. I mean, it's not like we do really good after, but they, yeah, they, I, I almost prefer the way we do it because your expectations are on the floor. Theirs are really high and then they lose seven in a row. <laughs> yeah.
1: Poor Craig. Craig's stuck there. He he he's just ending his career and he in almost the stole then the game yesterday. Yeah, he was close. He was yeah. close. But the Sens played well. Got the they got the big victory. I'm very excited to see them play New Jersey on Saturday. I think that's gonna be an important game. They do you think they're gonna win afternoon game Saturday at home?
2: It's Sparty's birthday party. They have to.
1: Oh, it is Sparty. Oh my God, it's Sparty's birthday. This is a big event for us. I'll be there podcast. scouting for
2: the Zoopcast. Oh, I'll, good. Good
1: on you, Lewis. I'll, if, if
2: I see any any big mascot news while I'm there, I'll, I'll post it on. You
1: have to. Yeah. If you see, there will there will be other mascots there. I'm almost certain of this. You're going to re- <clears throat> me, you're gonna have to give a full report. Excuse um, me. You're going to have to give a full report. Yes. On the, on the Twitter account. Um. So yes, Sparty's birthday against the devil. They can't lose on Sparty's birthday. That's impossible. Illegal. What was, did they win last year's Sparty's birthday game? it was if Detroit. I'm just
0: playing the odds game I'm guessing no because lost <laughs> it was against it was
1: against Detroit and it was in like March or April Oh then yes oh but they yes. did yeah they beat Detroit every time was yeah, that the yeah, Norris yeah. hat trick game or um, the Joseph? no
2: Joseph was in Detroit oh,
1: okay maybe no i, think I don't it think it Norris. was okay we, on, were, were we at that game Lily
2: I wasn't i i was not at the Norris game but i thought i was at the Sparty game but i yeah, guess we, if, so yeah, yeah it so wasn't the Norris game
1: yeah okay well we' we'll, we'll, someone will 22. someone will think does anyone
2: out. remember the month March or April
1: it must have been March right I'm maybe guess it was March. It, maybe it was April I don't know <laughs> uh,
2: April 3rd may have been the Norris game but I don't think that's the same thing
1: yeah April it was an 3rd. afternoon game if that helps this doesn't give me day of the week eh yeah. <laughs> We're we're spending right. this whole podcast looking at old Sparty's birthday memoirs.
2: April first, that's in Detroit. No, not that, not the right one.
0: Hold on. All right. Like,
1: okay, we need we, we need, can, a, we we need to talk this here. Is, this is brutal. Here's this is really here's brutal. what we can
0: move on to because Adam, I'm all, I'm gonna segue this as the uh, host for ten seconds because I need to ask you about it. What do you think okay. of the the Senators player known as Alex DeBrinket scoring goals for your Ottawa
1: Senators? Well, uh, people on this podcast or people who who listen to this podcast may may know that I I have uh I've been a critique of of the lack of scoring from Alex Devrankit in in the past couple of weeks, which I think is warranted because he scored forty times last year and had two goals and one of them. He also on the scored
0: goal. one. He also scored like one goal in his first twelve games last year, by the way, and he still scored four. So. Does
1: it look like I care personally? Not really. Um, but you know he's scoring and it's great. Um. I never, I never thought he was playing bad. I was just very frustrated that he was not scoring, and I, I wanted him to score. Um, also, yes.
0: About last podcast, I said, "What if he gets twenty-five goals, fifty assists?" He, as of today, <laughs> is on pace for twenty-six goals and fifty assists. If wow, this up. that's incredible!
1: Wow. So, I mean, I'd, I'd, rather him get forty goals and and sixty assists. Nope, because he's going
0: to cost less if he gets less than forty goals.
1: Man. If he stays,
0: if he's leaving, then yeah, I won't just get the 40 goals, let him get his money. But if he's staying, and it's not going to affect his future goal total, why not?
1: Okay, so are I you cheering on, for him to score? Or are you cheering for him not to I'm score? I'm
0: cheering for him to score, but there is a fallback, which is that I won't be upset if he doesn't score as much, if it makes a save, like, let's say a million dollars a year for seven years. That's a lot of money saved on the cap. Yeah. I don't know if it would affect it that much, but if he came and scored 45 goals, he would be, probably be asking over n- like 9 million.
1: Yeah. we. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Sens would, would be able to afford that personally. That is the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't confirm well, it?
2: it was the Norse hat trick game, by the way. Oh, thanks, oh, Louis. Thank,
1: thank God. You were very... I didn't pay attention at all during that chat
2: between <laughs> you two. I was just frantically yeah. searching the Sweepcast Twitter account to see when we tweeted our NHL mascot politics episode. I was going to
1: say that's the best way to, to go yeah. about that. Um, but yeah, DeBrinket's scoring, and that's I think that's great, yeah. and I hope that he keeps scoring. I'm, I mean, you know what? I think I'm. I think I just took the curse off because as, since I said that on the pod, I was like DeBrinket needs a goal. Like you screw this guy, he sucks. He's scored a bunch, so I. You're welcome, everybody. That was me. Um, so Alex DeBrinket scoring. Um, what do we think of these strange new lines that we saw yesterday? Um, Dislike the, the, strong. Strongly just so. I so hand. I believe so. Let's just go over them quickly. The the first line was uh, Kachuk Giroux and Kachuk
0: Girou and Soussla. S- 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 yeah, okay. S- that's and then, a, that's fine. Like you can't. put that Perfect. Off, one on this yeah,
1: that. that's all right. Then the, then there was Debrinket Joseph and um, Debrinket. Yeah, yeah.
2: Listen, I don't. We'll get into it after. Just finish going through the lines.
1: Okay, so yeah, it was it was Debrinket or Debrinket. Broussard and Joseph and then the third line is Pinto Drake Batherson and Tyler Mott which is certainly a third line um, but uh, what are we thinking of of DJ Smith's line juggling antics here listen I
2: I've, I've I mean I've said it last episode I'm a big fan of Matthew Joseph so I don't I don't hate to brink it in him like I I don't hate Joseph being promoted to the second line it would look much better if it wasn't Broussard there as their yeah. center because he can't pass anymore, like at all. It's, I don't know if you guys saw some of the points last game, but it was like, there's a guy tough. wide open in the slot. He basically sends it all the way back down yeah. to our own zone. It's like, what are you, why are you even here? Just, It feels
1: like you can't really keep up. Uh, yeah, like we're much. getting to the point where yeah. I'm really
2: like, man, would I really rather Gambrel be on the ice right now? Over so Broussard? hold
1: on. Uh, like... That's <laughs> dicey territory.
0: Not <laughs> in the top six, but in the wild. No. Yeah. Like is... That's what I mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, ugh. I anyway. think, like it's tough because Norris is out. Like that's just such a exactly. huge loss. It's like mess with the not necessarily mess with the chemistry, but mess with the combinations you can make because Mott, Ma, I don't think has the ability to move into the top six. Like he's fine on the third line. Yeah, I think Joseph does, but you do that with another skilled center like Norris. Exactly right? Like if you did Debrinket, Norris, and Joseph, although you. I, I don't know. It's tough because you do want like a pure playmaker there with the and Norris and the are, they're not similar players, but they're both goal scorers. But yeah. you, I don't know, like you, you could put Pinto there and then <clears throat> when Norris is back, you could do someone with Norris and Batherson, but I don't know if Mott's the kind of skilled guy that could play with those two. So it's, it's just going to be like a weird thing when Norris comes back, like, are they just going to throw that top six back together and go back to the preseason third line? I know it's far away, but there'll be a lot of questions. And I am sure he's gonna roll the same lines because they won yesterday, even though mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily because of the or the middle six juggling. Make a trade for Bo Horvat. <laughs> yeah, I was it. literally thinking that last night. I was like trying to write out what the lines could look like. Because you keep the first line Absolutely. and you do debrinkat. I would I would do debrinkit Horvat uh Debrinket, uh Pinto Joseph and then you put Horvat with Batherson. Mm. Yeah, and then right. when yeah. Norris comes back, you could honestly just put Norris on the wing because it may be better if he doesn't do that again on the face-off, and then you could do Norris Horvat and Batherson for the rest of the season, and then worry about Horvat leaving after, and then you put Norris. What? Back in
2: the middle. What but they're not would the Horvat trade look like? Do we know what kind of value they're even looking
1: for here? Yeah, that is Eeyore, a good question.
0: Sokolov in the seventh is what I'm hearing. Sends send
1: lose, sends lose that trade.
0: I don't know it's it is tough because he's clearly said he wanted out. I think um what's his name? Craig Button said like yes. Horvat's essentially done in Vancouver. Like if he does not get traded by the deadline it would be like purely out of spite I think at this point. He's got
1: 14 goals. What, so what here. is going oh on in Vancouver? God. Everyone just hates Vancouver who plays there. It's like
0: the new Ottawa. Everyone just hates being. There.
1: <laughs> JT JT Miller is funny to watch play hockey he, because he just looks you know what? Looks angry constantly. He's, he's he does, the yeah, angriest he guy. An,
0: uh, yeah, I think you know what it is. Even the NHL players just can't afford houses in Vancouver, so they just all want to move. <laughs> well, they,
1: well no, I mean, but if, if
0: Horvat gets traded, you you can't move your first if you're Ottawa. Not that Horvat's no. not worth it, just because you don't know if you're gonna like if you finish twelfth and you can move up to how many can you move up now? Five or seven? Ten. Oh ten, okay. So you could, if you finish twelfth last, you can finish. You can get the second overall pick. There you That's go. That's a fantilly <laughs> or right third. there. Yeah, like, you, you do ba- You got to bank completely. on that. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so, obviously you don't want to bank on it, but like for one year or for like sixty games with Bo Horvat, it's not really worth it. But I obviously you have a decent amount of picks. You have prospects. Like, unless Rudy Greg is coming up this season, he's a player that becomes expendable, like we talked about a couple episodes ago. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, he's having a pretty good run in Belleville right now, Ridley. Yeah. So, like, I I wouldn't mind buying a game. Hold on. Let's talk about Belleville. Because if you see the atrocity of the game that happened last night, oh Mm -hmm. my God. The Belleville Senators win 8 7 in a shootout against the Cleveland Monsters on a game tying goal. Short-handed by dylan hetherington <laughs> captain <laughs> to, to, yeah captain to, to to put him into the uh to put him into the extra time there so that was a crazy game sorry josh Keep and,
0: going. first first oh off, no i but, just said don't don't bring up angus Kirkshank. that's
2: all oh i i promise i won't don't
1: worry. you what you're going you tweeted um, him you, already. Can. you can yeah
2: i was about to say i've i've talked about it already ad nauseum but um yeah so the best part is i was literally we were watching the game i was talking to my dad and they were going to OT. And I was like, watch, Rourke Chartier is going to get the OT winner. Ended up going to the shootout. Guess who scores the shootout winner? I you got you, wrong. you were wrong. Was it probably Rourke Chartier? Yes. You were wrong, though. He didn't score the yeah, overtime. I right? know. But whatever. He's got one <laughs> OT winner already this year. Two shootout winners. There you go. And I think Belleville is now 6-for-6 six six in their last two shootout games.
1: That's awesome.
0: That's wild. <laughs> you no know- you know, I'm just looking at the stats from last night. You know who I really liked before he got signed, and I would love Trey Fix Wolanski. Yes, I agree. Love that guy. I hope he makes it to the NHL. He's just a tiny. He's five seven, but it's fine. He has yeah, sixteen points say, in twelve small. games right now. He's so seven small.
2: goals. Wait, you want to talk about crazy games, Adam? Were no. you working at the most recent sixty sevens game? Like not the not the not the school day game. But the one last weekend where Brady Stonehouse pulled off the...
1: Oh, the Michigan? No, the Michigan. I didn't see it. No. Oh, my God. Well, I saw it on Twitter, but I, I was not working that game, no.
2: I, I, I think that's the grossest goal I've seen live. It's like, yeah, it a heck of a Michigan. Insane. yeah And yeah. then freaking Caden Kelly, who had, hadn't done much at all this year. He's a rookie, and he, he was bumped down from like the, the second to the fourth line. Just started showing that he's a highlight real god, pulled off some insane dangles, didn't score, then a period later scored his first OHL goal after deking through three guys. It was, we
1: are it was the uh, the 67s are, are going to be forcing us to talk about them some more. Honestly, uh, yeah. Because they are a bit ridiculous. They're doing okay. Um, they're doing okay, I think. They're doing okay. Uh we, we will get I think in in the oh coming weeks, we will have um we'll try to get some heavy sixty-sevens content out. Uh, yeah, so... I'll definitely have to get out
0: to a game this winter. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. at least a game.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least. Um, but uh, anyway. Uh, so yeah, the Sens, they're they're carrying on. They're doing their thing. I I think there is much less panic in the fan base than there was five days ago, or whatever, six a week ago, which is good. And I think things are going to stabilize. Um, they're gonna. I think they're gonna go on a. I don't want to say a run, but I think they're gonna string a couple wins together. Hopefully, and maybe work their way up to 500. So we'll see how they do. But uh, meanwhile, we'll move on. the The theme of this of the rest of this episode uh, is Ottawa Senators legacy players because there has been a lot of that in the news lately. Um, obviously, Daniel Alfredson, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer Daniel Alfredson, uh, with a killer speech. Absolute killer speech at the induction ceremony it was great. He's in the hall of fame. Chris Neal, numbers going up to the rafters. we we'll, and we'll, we'll talk about these more. Um, but I just want to list them off. Chris Neal, number to the rafters. We're retiring number 25. Uh, so good for him. Congratulations, Chris Neal, fan favorite. And just today, we're recording this on on what is this Thursday? Um, yes, Raid or Wade Redden, <laughs> Ring of Honor. Who who would have thought Ring of Honor? We're we, they do still mm. have a Ring of Honor, guys. It's yeah. it's finally so so the the Ring of Honor it, it right now is Brian Murray and Wade Redden. So we've doubled it in size. Apparently, today. more people
0: are going to
2: be entering it as well. Yeah, the, maybe listeners. So. Maybe the Sens finally got around to listening our episode back in June about building the Sens Ring of Honor. Because yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they ended up just retiring Neil's number, who we said should be in the Ring of Honor, and yeah. Redden was also one of our two defensemen that we proposed. So,
1: yep, I think that's a good. I uh, so okay. Let's start with that. Let's start with the Wade Redden Ring of Honor. What are we thinking on the Wade Redden Ring of Honor? Good, good call for Wade.
2: Perfect use of the Ring of Honor. Yeah,
1: yeah, hundred percent agree. Um, Wade Redden was also at. I mean, he was he was around, right? He was around during the great years of the Sens, and and he's he was at Alfredson's. Uh, Hall of, hall of fame ceremony i'm sure he'll be here when chris neal's number is retired um, i love that he's
2: around the team more because he's like exactly yeah. the type of defenseman that like well he's his, is his he a coach styles. oh I is he's isn't he involved with uh player, player development? development yeah i don't I
1: think know exactly i think he is a coach but... defense he's like a defenseman coach development sir uh, it's he's like he's, he's like with jesse winchester whatever they do um that's awesome. <laughs> jesse winchester ring of honor <laughs> hold on <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Calling your um, name would be my,
2: my yeah. yo yo speaking of which eric condra was that uh, yeah
1: the oh yeah, yeah i saw you know, that the, the eric condra the sends are bringing back all their alumni I, I the eric condra didn't even play here that long he was here for like a few years and then he went to dallas and then like tampa bay and like everywhere else but he's I guess he loved the sense because he was back. He was at the game. He was doing like the Heroes Ridge thing there with someone, um, presenting them with a, something. Uh, great to see Eric Contra back around the building. Maybe, maybe he'll go in the in the Ring of Honor. Eric Contra, that would be funny. Um, but yeah, it's good that they're using the Ring of Honor because man, that was so stupid that they just had it there and it was one guy. And I mean, it was a great it was a great inductee. Don't get me wrong. Love, great for Brian Murray, but a Ring of Honor <laughs> means there are multiple people in said ring. Um, So it was good for them for expanding it to give it to Wade Redden. That should be a nice ceremony for him. Um, Now I think it's that we can say is, is a pretty consensus. Everyone is okay with this. Uh, There was a decent bit of, of not backlash, but confusion and questioning about the decision to put Chris Neal's number 25 uh, up to retired in the in the rafters and i think other fan bases for what i'm hearing and, and people around the league not in ottawa are saying like this is gotta be the worst player to have their number retired ever didn't
0: didn't the wild retire the number one i was about to say if i see a
1: single because Minnesota wild fans. fan talking yeah. about oh, retiring yeah, numbers i'm gonna lose it yeah that doesn't that, that let me
0: just say the worst. fans on the it's just it's i think it's just fans really oh yeah absolutely yeah that's that's what you retire that's w- way worse and that's a pretty common number 25 like who wears 25
1: so they so they actually retired one yes. you can't yeah. wear one yes. anymore no goal yeah well i mean it's
0: not only a goalie number but it's basically are you
1: sure really yeah i
0: am 100 percent certain adam Maybe someone who whoever did it just needed goalies wearing number one, and just said, "Let's find a way to prevent this from ever happening."
1: Oh, and doesn't doesn't it don't doesn't we we did this right with Nordy? He wears like number thirteen thousand and or like (laughs) eighteen thousand and one. (laughs) Yeah, Minnesota, what are
0: you
2: doing, man? Yeah, what is Minnesota's got to get
1: back on the map of relevancy any way they can here? Um, But uh, well, let's let's not stray too far away uh, from Chris Neal twenty five to the rafters. and people are saying, "Why are you retiring Chris Neal's number?" Um, he had like 250 points in a thousand games or whatever it was, and he barely scored. I don't I think at at first I didn't like it. I won't lie. I was like, why are we doing this? This is Chris Neal. The 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 you know, the number retirement should be reserved for like Hall of Fame players or or you know, historic players. But I'm I'm understanding now that in the perspective of the Ottawa market, Chris Neal means a lot to the senators. And he was a big part of the Senators franchise for many, many years. And he was a fan favorite. Um, am I, I going to say that I'm a 100% on board with retiring Chris Neal's number? No, but he should be honored in some way, A 100%. Um, and this is the way that they're choosing to do it. And you know what? I think it's the Senators trying to make themselves, they're trying to give themselves a history, essentially, uh, as they're trying to, to produce, um, you know, Look at look at these players. They're in the rafters. Like they're they're trying to say goodbye to this era properly, which I think is fine. Um, but uh I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on Chris Neal, number twenty five, being retired. Is this the right thing to do for the senators? Uh
2: honestly, I'm I'm kind of indifferent. Honestly, like it's I feel like the way it should be, like, I don't think it should be reserved to Hall of Famers and stuff. It's I do agree it's more of an impact on the team, the team's legacy in the city. But Like it, it, I feel like it gets to the point where it's like, does it feel off if someone else wears that number? So do you guys feel that it would be off if someone else wore twenty five? No, not really. Yeah, Yeah, but like honestly, I, it's not something I care about that much. Like I do think Ring of Honor probably would have been better, but with the impact he's had on the city and all that stuff, sure. I mean, the thing that I will say is this opens up the door to. Carlson should definitely be in it once he retires then. And I feel like a- Craig Anderson
0: too. I thought you were going to say he should be back on the team.
2: I mean, we could also oh, talk about we, that.
1: We could talk about I, that too. <laughs>
0: we should talk about that. Okay, we'll, we'll finish. the re- We'll do this quickly, but we have yep. to talk about Carlson because there's been a lot of stuff on Twitter. But yep. in my opinion, yeah. Like Chris Neal, like anyone who watched the Sens growing up knew that Chris Neal wasn't the best player, but he was just always there. Like always there. And it's not like a, he wasn't like a Chris Tierney there. He was like an actual <laughs> impact there. Well, I don't know Amber, I, it's fine like the other thing is like if he wore like number like 18 or 19 then it would it would be weird because everyone wears that number but like who wears 25 who cares I think I may have played into it they're just like no like that's not a big deal it's one of those numbers that barely gets worn anyways it's so, not Louis, like they retire every number so yeah by
1: on, on your criteria of if it looks if it feels strange for someone else to wear the number you should retire it um then you would say Carlson, probably. That would be weird if someone were 65. Absolutely. Yes, Anderson, it would be weird if someone were 41. I don't think so.
2: No, but no, but what I'm saying is if you're putting in Neil, then Anderson should too. Yeah. Like I'd have yeah, Anderson yeah. above that.
1: But that's but that's the thing too about putting in Chris Neil is that that seems to open the door for like yes. so many more players to go but in. It, I think it's well, just because so it's many not just more. looking, at, it's not few, looking yeah. at
0: the amount of points they got or the games play. Like it, it's everything it's the fact that he played here literally his entire career like well I—I I everything remember that it put was, together
1: it was it was people were even a little bit um you know iffy on chris phillips getting his number retired um and i'd say he's he's up, i mean it's, it's hard to compare those two guys but i'd say chris phillips is more deserving than chris neal yes
0: uh mm.
1: of of having his number retired and so now they're both in and so at that point, it's kind of like, I don't want, it's not like an anything goes kind of thing, but it's like, you are, you are expanding your, 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 uh, your range there of who mm-hmm. can, who can get in if those two guys are getting in. Um, but I just hope like, like, I don't want, I don't want the sense to just retire numbers for the sake of having numbers retired. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at that point, that's, that's like, what you have what the you ring doing? of honor for. Exactly. Like- yeah. So that's, I think, I don't know. I like, like I said, I, I, I'm okay. Like if Chris, if you're gonna retire Chris Neal's number, that's whatever. He he deserves yeah. to be recognized. But Agreed. I also asked, you know, begs the question of he he seems like a Ring of Honor guy, you know. Um. So we'll. Um. Uh, anyway, that that's that's kind of a debate where no one is gonna be right and no one's gonna be wrong. Um. So it kind of seems like a useless thing to argue about because it's happening. But and why uh, are you doing it? I don't know, Josh, because we're a podcast and we talk about things. So maybe that's why. Um, And we'll move on to another thing that you probably would much rather talk about, which is Eric Carlson um, who is having a blistering start to the season, looking like his old self with San Jose. And, you know, there's been a lot of things in the news. Uh, Pierre Dorian's looking for a defenseman. Look at that. What else is new? Uh, It's tough market out there. What else is new? Well, look who's out there is our our good, our good friend, Eric Carlson in San Jose with his like $10 million cap hit. Um, And, and people on Twitter on, on sends Twitter are are getting very optimistic and they're getting very excited at this unrealistic possibility that Eric Carlson could come back to Ottawa through trade. Um, I know my thoughts on this, um, at both as a fan and as a evaluator of my team. Um, but, uh, Josh, we could start with you. Cause you did ring this up. Um, would, would you, would you do an Eric Carlson trade? And how would it look if you were to pull it off? My brain says
0: I wouldn't trade for Carlson yeah. unless you got like seventy-five percent retention between two teams. Yeah, right. You wouldn't do because 50. at five, oh, just under six mil a year. For, I think he has five years left, including that's, this a, one, long right? that's that a, long a long time. That is a long time. He's already thirty-two. Still though, the cap's gonna go he off. hasn't played. I don't think he's played 60 games in San Jose yet. Has he yeah, but it's season? like
1: it's five years and you're counting on Eric Carlson being healthy for those five years. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's not just that. No, but it's, if he's injured, you age. can put him on IR too. That's the thing. Yeah, but if you still well, don't then you're just him. Then you've just traded for a player who can't even play for you. I
2: know, but what I'm saying is the risk of... Listen, I, I also don't think that this is very feasible either. But what I'm saying is like if he gets injured, yeah, sure. But also, if you're getting half retained, you're still getting one of the... Like, he's still one of the most dynamic defenseman creators and one of the best end-to-end rushers in the league. And You also I know... have to
0: think, though, where would he play? Because he's not playing with Shabbat. That would be a I don't know, man. The right side is,
2: is not looking very good
0: right now. I know, but I love Carlson Because I what I was saying earlier is my brain says no. My heart says just go for it. Get him. Yeah. But yeah. if we are being completely honest, Sanders at this Charles, age especially... Player. That is that is what I was thinking, but Carlson's defensive numbers are atrocious. They've been better They've been this year on. than than the last they, few years. I think on the J Fresh cards, his defense has gone from zero to one percent. So yes, he has improved marginally. Although zero to one percent is the biggest jump you can get. Yeah, but yes. It's yeah, kids, it still is still like you're not putting that with Shabbat just because of the like way right? That would it would be really fun to watch, but it would also be really hard to watch sometimes. And obviously you're not yeah. gonna put six million on the third pair. You're not gonna put Sanderson on the third pair. You're not putting eight million in Shabbat on the third pair. So yeah, you could do Sanderson Carlson, but like I was having a chat with other guys who are just not sense fans who were trying to ex- trying to convince me that trading for Carlson would require trading Sanderson in that trade. I and I was trying to say, I was like Like Carlson right now, today, is a better defenseman than Sanderson. Not but, close. I don't think yeah. But yeah. in three years. When Sanderson is, has improved to nearly his prime, and nothing against Carlson. Like, I don't think Sanderson's obviously ever going to become the D-man Carlson was, as much as I love Sanderson. But Carlson will be 35 in three years when they're, the Sens are fully in their window. Why? I, like, it just seems like a... Especially because you're basically only giving up Sanderson for that retention piece. Because Carlson at full value probably goes for not that much just because of how much money he makes at his age. I don't know. It, it's a weird trade because that doesn't, it just doesn't happen often. Like if this trade happened a year ago, Carlson's probably al- almost a cap dump because of all his injuries, but now he's had an outstanding start and. I just have no clue. If if you propose me two options, I would tell you whether I would do it. But I can't even make up a package myself. Yeah,
2: that's the thing. I don't know what the value you're looking at is. Yeah, that be very also strange. depends because already they say it's unrealistic cap wise. So if you do try to make it realistic with retention, I have no idea what that does to the value. What's going on? What San Jose views like in terms of you know losing the cap it, but still having like it's I I have no clue. And the thing the thing that I will say about Carlson too is like obviously he's blown the doors off like this year. Like his production is absolutely ridiculous he's got like did he play yesterday i don't think so right because i'm not sure in my cards i have it up to date until last night but he's got 10 goals 14 assists in 18 games that's ridiculous. Pretty good yeah uh, but the thing <laughs> is he's still been really good the last few years it's just he's been injured and the production hasn't been you know otherworldly like this so it's not like his his play has taken it back up to another level like he's still been good definitely it's gotten
1: definitely better but he's also been playing on the team that has not had a lot of success. I was about to so, say he's weird. been
0: like their only player.
1: Yeah. yeah. And also I just wanted to, I just want to go back on the point that you talked about Sanderson. It is, it is not fair to compare <laughs> Jake Sanderson to peak Eric Carlson because oh, peak no, Eric Carlson was the third best player in the world. You can't yeah. ask Jake yeah. Sanderson no, to be the third I, best course, player yeah. in the world.
0: But I was trying to like compare in terms of value in a trade. And I was just saying like, obviously Sanderson's never going to be as good, but you're talking about a twenty year old and a thirty-two year old. Yeah. So even if the twenty year old is gonna be like whatever, let's just say he's like a fringe number one D, whereas Carlson was the best defensive in the league. If you're getting twelve more years of a fringe number one D and you don't have to worry about a potential overpay in the last couple of years, like that's just not a, a trade that you do in the start of your contending window,
1: obviously. No. I don't know. I, I've said that and I've said this before. I don't think the Sens should make any kind of trade. Um, to be completely honest, I at I all? think, well, I mean, maybe that's changed now that Zub and Shabbat are out, but also they might be back soon. And at that point, it's we like, still like, would you still need the depth, right? Cause yeah, cause but I mean, might I, might I just, injured. I think you have to give you have to give these guys a chance. You have to give these guys a chance to play together for a little bit. Um, and you can say what you want about, and and also Pierre Dorian talked about this too, or or was on some Sportsnet interview with Kyle Bokoskis, but he was like, the the sends maybe the answers. If the trade market is so bad, then maybe it's it's from within and it's guys like JBD and Lassie Thompson who come up and get spots and stay there, um, which is something I think a lot of people would would be interested to see. But I, I think like look like we, we've talked about it, too, and I'm not I'm not a stats guy like you guys, but you guys always talk about oh their underlings are so good and like, oh, they, they should be winning these games. Well, if they should be winning these games, then let them let them keep playing and let them win. Um, so I, I think that, I think they I, should stand, they shouldn't do anything drastic at least. Um, you're, you're, you're what a month and a half in to your competitive window. Let's same, take a breather.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like they are doing well. They, they should have probably an above 500 record, if not just around 500, but it doesn't mean you can't improve on that. Right. Like, sure. yes. Yeah. And you also, part of it is this could be solved by just getting a new head coach, but it's taking weapons or potential, choices away from the head coach like you know how much better this team would be if they replaced Hamannik with a good right-handed d to play with Sanderson that yeah. that I think would be the single greatest improvement this team could make is the right side of what is currently the top pair usually the second pair like whatever they have Broussard in the top nine it, it's not the end of the world because they have so much skill there but that I think the number four d position is their greatest weakness right now and like we said like three four games it looked good but now, like, I, I'm just trying to think of what Sanderson could do with, like, Dylan DiBello on his right side instead of Travis Hamlet. Yeah. That guy, he he would probably start running away a bit with the Calder if he actually had, you know, a competent partner on his right. I think he's currently the leader,
2: even if you look at it. Like, I know you're saying running away, but... Yeah, I know, I know.
0: Maybe he's Veneers?
2: second. Um, well, the thing is, who's, like, I know... Who's I know, Isabel, like, Is Veneers first? No, it's Matthias Maselli's first currently. Oh, Misselli.
0: Oh, I love Maselli, yeah. I,
2: I, 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 yeah, he's a bit he older, was...
0: so that'll probably take. Yes, some...
2: and the thing is, Sanderson. I know this is looking to the more traditional realm, but that's how a lot of the Calder. Yeah, that's will how be it'll evaluated. Be. Is that he's second in the league, one behind first amongst all rookies, and he's a defenseman. and, yeah, and he's twenty. He's, yeah, and he's doing all this like with like good like transitioning transition so, statistics and stuff. So. And he's playing so doing it was...
1: with
0: Hamannex.
2: So.
1: Exactly. Oh, yeah. This was Shane Pinto out of your Calder running.
0: I wouldn't say out of the running. I wouldn't say he's out of the running, but he's not gonna keep scoring at this rate, obviously. He's not gonna score forty goals. If he does, then he'll win. If he does, he will win. But like especially if like later in the season when Norris comes back, his ice time might go down a little bit. That's
2: the thing, he's not even getting like that much of an elevated role right now because we're kind of brassard on the C which is ridiculous.
1: But that's yeah. another thing. I, I would, I what I'll say is, I would like to see. Let's remember that the Sens right now are playing without their number one center and two best defensemen. Num- that is num- not number two. number two. Center. Center. Okay. Well, it's debatable, but he was playing in the one. No, center. not debatable. Well, it's called debatable. The The Ottawa Senators are playing without their top six, a top six center and their two it's best true. defensemen. Yeah. So let's give them a breather here. Not like their two best <laughs> yes, Anderson. Well, hold on. Oh, I, I would say Zub is their
0: fourth best defenseman.
1: Okay. <laughs> The Suns are playing without three excellent players on their team. They yeah, this is give, true. Well, thank you. Let's give them a break. Um and they're doing okay. And I, I, I would like to see them try to get a to get a streak going here. Um I I, I think things are turning the corner. I'm gonna be optimistic today. I think things are turning the corner. I'm loving I, this,
2: I, this more optimistic, rational Adam we got going here. It comes with the mic. I was about to say. I was literally about to say. It's
1: like the mic <laughs> is bringing out a whole new, a whole I new had, side. I had an epiphany. You know what? Before we before we end the episode, I, I would like to explain the epiphany that I've had. Because I tweeted this, and it got like two likes. So no one cared. But I'm going to say was, I Louis. was one of those proud <laughs> likes. Yeah. No, Louis, Louis was, a, was a proud liker. Um, Let's think about where we were last year here, folks. We were, what, like one and or like two and a billion like we were so we were in the middle of an awful awful november and there was no hope it was so doom and gloom everyone hated everyone there was covid there was like injuries and people were getting mad at everybody and now let's take a breather we're one year later look how much more fun it is to watch the games they're in every game can we say that last year not even a little bit they were getting rolled over last year every game and now they're in every like what like we're saying that it's it's good that people are frustrated because that means that we're in the right we're in the right headspace here and we're in we're on the right track um give it some time and and understand that this is the process of improving your team it was never gonna happen over one summer or okay well not everyone can be lucky like the devils but we the the sends are (laughs) the sends are in the right they're on the right track here, um, and I think let's un- let's let's put it into perspective and understand where we are compared to last year. Things are better; they're not worse. I would say they're even much better. Um, Josh, why are you looking at me like that? Oh my god! <laughs> okay, well, clearly my co-hosts want me to end the episode and not. Oh, co-hosts! Looking at you. Plural? What? Oh, Louie, you want me to you. keep going?
2: I mean, I I'm not yeah, okay. doing right, whatever so- Josh is doing over there. What the hell is that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, really, I don't really understand. Thank God we don't but post anyway. videos of these podcasts. Okay, anyway, anyway, everybody, let's leave it with this. The Senators are better than they were last year, and they're fun to watch, and you should be excited and watch the games, and it's great we, and have fun. Can um, I give one final note before we
0: fully sign off? No. Guy sure, that, I'm just going to look at you how you looked at me. That's fine. I'm going to swipe off of the Zoom so you can't I, I can't see you, so it won't matter. We have to give credit as we were talking about Actually, right, actually no we didn't talk about him brady Kachuk, we talked about him a little bit he is the best player on this team do you guys agree i i i think so oh i think God. this year so far <laughs> yes yes he, year, yeah i'm only bringing this up cuz i'm on his natural statute page like he's on pace for over 100 points he's and gross. then what what i was comparing it not comparing it to but basing it off of was his honest shooting percentage isn't even 11% anymore like this yeah. isn't some crazy unsustainable thing when you're on that high of a danger that that much of a dangerous line your honest shooting is going to be higher than the average so 11 percent, maybe 10 and a half whatever isn't unrealistic like he could honestly just be a point per game player this year and i think that is something that we should celebrate because when he signed that contract i don't think i was alone in thinking it was a bit of an overpay uh yeah same and if he becomes a point per game player with everything else he does, that honestly, he'll almost be reaching underpaid at that point. Yeah. So I just wanted to do a quick shout out because I know Brady Kachuk listens to all of our episodes. But no, I just thought that's something that should get more, should get talked about more. Because I feel like he's just been there on the first line left wing for four years now. And he's kind of just, we've gotten used to it. We, but... were,
1: we were looking at our analytics and we see this huge red spot in Westboro, Ottawa of listeners. And. Uh... <laughs> That's, I mean, who do you think that is, right?
2: Yeah. Right below, right below Dallas is, is his spot.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So, so the, uh, the, uh, maybe, maybe you should tweet this, Louis, but the, yeah. we, 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 we were looking at, uh, or, or Louis pulled up the geographical listening stats for the Zoomcast, cast and, you know, the top locations are like Ottawa's there. I'll try to pull this up. It's like Ottawa's it's, there, yeah. Montreal, it's Ottawa,
2: Toronto, Montreal, or yeah. maybe those two are flipped and then Dallas.
1: Well, okay. Which... So here, here's the full, here's the list here. Okay. okay ottawa's first toronto montreal dallas if you are listening to this from dallas texas we love you so much thank you so much for listening from dallas texas
2: please we got some br- yeah say, go please on. let us know you're as much of a Victor E. green fan
1: yeah, as we are yeah if and if, and, and if you're in dallas do you know victory e. green can you get him on we can maybe it is. Maybe, it is maybe it is him maybe it is him oh true yeah i didn't even think of that okay great so D- victory green's listening in from dallas uh, we got Brampton, Brampton showing up, Mississauga, so the GTA representing, Vancouver, yeah. Laval, Mirabelle is its own place, which I think, I think yeah, is funny. Kind of, yeah. yeah, and the last spot on our first page, Tempe, Tempe, Arizona, listening to the ZooCast. Shout we, out Tempe!
0: You know what? It's from that TikTok video that we had about their rink being. Oh, sad. Yeah.
1: it did. It did pretty well that TikTok. So it did, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be
0: surprised if it reached Arizona TikTok. If you yeah, will, so that's uh, you wherever.
1: And you know what? This is a great place to leave this episode because wherever you are listening, thank you so much for tuning into the Zoobcast. Thank you so much for listening, uh, for bearing with us here through all of our discourse. Um, and yes, we will we will get <clears throat> excuse me, we will get some 67s content, I'm sure, soon. Um, some more send stuff, of course, and 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 a I've pitched this idea to Louis and Josh. And it got a resounding no, but I'm going to say it to the rest of you because I know I'm going to get support from the fans here. Uh, we've been asked by, by a local fan. We'll call him a local fan. Shout out, Declan. We've been asked by a local fan to ship all the NHL mascots together, pair, pair the board Um I'm down, this, but let's just wait. Let's let's could let's, this be coming? Possibly maybe I next off season. Maybe <laughs> next sure. off season, we'll put it in the calendar for July. Um, but uh, either way, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Take care, everybody.
0: Bye.